Hello and welcome to the Decrypting Crypto Podcast. It's June 8th, 2023, and this is Off Chain, your weekly recap of the biggest stories in Web3. I'm Matthew House Barbie, and as always, I'm here with Austin Knight. How are you doing, Austin? Wow, uh, what a wild week, Matt. We've been complaining about slow weeks for news. Uh, <laughs> our requests have been answered in a very big way. Yeah, be, be careful what you wish for, right? Uh, yeah, it has been whew, a bit of a roller coaster. Everything's kind of come to the fore. We've been talking a lot about Binance over the previous episodes. Well, yeah, this week has brought that to the fore and more. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna do a bit of a an overview episode today of all of the SEC situations that have sprung up across Binance, Coinbase, what that means for tokens that have been actually claimed to be securities by the SEC. Um, so we're gonna dive in to all of that right now. So let's start with what happened on Monday. On Monday, the SEC filed 13 charges against Binance uh, and a bunch of their like related entities, as well as, and I think most notably, uh, the founder, uh, Changpeng Zhao, CZ. So there's a lot to, to dig into here. And it's worth noting, you know, we already talked previously, Austin, about the, the lawsuit that came to them from the CFTC. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to kind of quote the SEC here, through 13 charges, we allege that Zhao and Binance entities engaged in an extensive web of deception, conflicts of interest, lack of disclosure, and calculated evasion of the law. Oof. Wow. <laughs> that doesn't sound good, right? Yeah. <laughs> that is uh yeah, it it's 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 pretty it's it's pretty damning the charges. Um so there's a few things to pull out from it, right? At a high level in the SEC's kind of filing, they that I'll, I'll kind of quote this, right? The SEC is charging Binance and BAM Trading, which is uh, BAM Trading, which is Binance US, with operating unregistered national securities exchanges, broker dealers, and clearing agencies. Binance and BAM Trading with the unregistered offer and sale of Binance's own crypto assets, including a so-called exchange token, BNB, and a so-called stablecoin, Binance USD, or BUSD certain crypto lending products, and a staking-as-a-service program. And they're also charging CZ as a control person for Binance's BAM trading operation of unregistered national security exchanges, broker-dealers, and clearing agencies. So there's a lot in that. Um, I think the, the first big piece is this piece around Binance being an unregistered exchange, broker, and clearing agency. So the SEC... They allege that, um, and with respect to Binance.com, Binance should have registered as an exchange, broker-dealer, and clearing agency. It's worth calling out at this point. There is no actual way for them to do that, so that's mm-hmm. slightly difficult. Um, two, with respect to Binance US, Binance, and BAM Trading, that they should have been registered as an exchange and as a clearing agency. And then BAM Trading should have registered as a broker-dealer. Um, the SEC is also, and I think this is the big difference between what we'll talk about with the Binance lawsuit 
and the Coinbase lawsuit is that CZ is very much tied up in all of this. And in fact, one thing that happened uh, two days ago, or was it Wednesday? I think, actually, I think this was Tuesday. They also filed a, a restraining order on assets, um, basically to stop uh, CZ moving assets between entities he owns from Binance. So a lot more wrapped up in this on that side. Then yeah. we also have this, yeah, so, so go, sorry, uh, sorry, go ahead, Austin. So it, to your point, Matt, the SEC actually mentioned CZ nearly 200 times in their 136-page complaint, which I thought was just very telling. Uh, you know, and they, they literally use phrasing like Zhao's control, like sort of painting it as if it's, it's you know, something he's directly responsible for. Whereas by comparison, when we get to the Coinbase complaint, Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, is just mentioned once. Uh, so it, it really seems like in the Binance suit, they're, they're not just going after Binance and their related entities, but they're going after CZ himself. Definitely. That is very apparent. And um, so we've got a couple of extra like pieces on this where there was the talk of like the unregistered offer and sale of crypto assets, most notably in the Binance one, BNB and BUSD. We'll talk about some more that were, were mentioned in a second. And then another big one that the SEC is kind of really charging Binance around is this failure to restrict US investors from accessing Binance.com. Um, so they talk a lot about how there's no clear separation between Binance US and Binance means they're knowingly letting US customers trade on assets they shouldn't have access to or using products they shouldn't have access to. The majority of what I have just mentioned so far, along with this big kind of broad bucket of which they they group as misleading investors um, which i'll talk about in a second all start to feel very similar to the ftx complaints this is i would say so much more similar to the ftx piece and in particular when we start getting up to the pieces around cz and this around misleading investors so i want to quote this this is from the sec complaint Billions of US dollars of customer funds, this is from both Binance and Binance US, were commingled in an account held by a Zao controlled entity. The entity that they're talking about here is Merit Peak Limited. You're going to start hearing a lot about Merit Peak. Merit Peak is an entity that's actually owned by CZ. So I'll quote, the use of MeritPeak as an intermediary to transfer platform, uh, as an intermediary to transfer platform, customer money to buy BUSD presented an undisclosed counterparty risk for investors. What they're saying here is they're alleging that Binance transferred customer funds to MeritPeak Limited to buy their own stablecoin BUSD. Does that remind you of anything, uh, oh, yeah. Austin? I, I, yeah. Very similar no, doesn't to sound... the allegations against FTX and SBF. I think that literally in the complaint, they said Binance moved around customers' fiat and crypto, quote, as defendants pleased. So they're sort of painting this picture of like, oh, they're just sort of whimsically doing what they want with customer funds. And also that, that phrasing under Zhao's control, again, uh, that is very, very pointed 
uh, vocabulary that they're using there. With that said, I think it is important to mention that a distinction between what we're seeing with the Binance complaint and CZ being mentioned versus the FTX and SBF situation is that currently no criminal charges have been brought against Binance or CZ, whereas obviously FTX and, and SBF in particular, I think he's facing upwards of like 13 or 15 criminal charges at this point. They just keep racking up. <laughs> That's right. This is a this is a purely civil case uh, right. at, at this at this point at least. Um, so it, yeah, it it just really isn't sounding great on the Binance side. And so Merit Peak, which banked with uh, and held all of its funds at Silvergate, rest in peace. Um, they, <laughs> uh, as uh, as I as I quote, received as a pass through account over $20 billion that included customer funds from both Binance platforms. Um, Those funds were then sent to an unnamed trust company in transfers that appear to relate to the purchase of BUSD. This is not good. Then we start to see what they're talking about with this kind of this web of, um, I I can't remember the exact phrasing they use, uh, but it was a, let me go back up to where I had this like, uh, an extensive web of deception. You never really like to have your business uh, named uh, described like that. But they said that, uh, so Sigma Chain, which is another company that's mentioned a few times, which like Merit Peak is also owned by CZ himself as an individual. The SEC claimed that a transfer of tens of billions of US dollars involving BAM trading, Binance US that is, Binance and related entities. So, you know, $160 million was transferred from a bank account belonging to Binance.us to a Sigma chain bank account in 2021. That, that that's, that's very strange. And, you know, when you look at some of the quotes, lacking regulatory oversight, defendants were, as, as you mentioned earlier, Austin, free to do and did transfer investors' crypto and fiat assets as defendants pleased at times commingling and diverting them in ways that properly registered brokers, dealers, exchanges, and clearing agencies would not have been able to do. They just they also just talk about, you know, this 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 lack of separation, which is, they, they go into a lot. I think this was one of the things, I, I will say at this point, based on our previous discussions over the past couple of weeks, this doesn't surprise me a whole lot. What yeah. kind of did surprise me is when in the Binance complaint, the SEC explicitly called out 10 cryptocurrencies as being unregistered securities. Mm-hmm. So BNB, BUSD, okay, I could maybe kind of see why they did that. Then they called out Solana, Cardano, Matic uh, from Polygon, Atom from Cosmos, Sand from the Sandbox, Mana from Decentraland, AXS, which is Axie Infinity, and COTI, which I actually don't know what uh, COTI is. But... Oh, Kind of random. The only thing that connects a lot of those is that they're all operating on proof of stake. Not sure what to read into that, but yeah, and that's kind of where we got to. And then we had Tuesday, the Coinbase SEC filing. Yeah, so literally a day after the Binance announcement, the SEC filed suit against Coinbase, alleging that they failed to register as an exchange, clearinghouse, and broker despite providing investors with these services. And additionally, they allege that Coinbase was offering and selling unregistered securities via their staking service and that Coinbase, quote, made available for trading crypto assets that are being 
offered and sold as investment contracts and thus as securities. Now, you may recall that in March, Coinbase was served with a Wells notice. So again, this doesn't come as a major surprise, but the details of the complaint and their proposed uh, outcomes or penalties, that's where things start to get really wild. And I would say it's, uh, it's more severe than we were expecting uh, in the case of Coinbase here. So just to quote the SEC here, they say, quote, Coinbase has elevated its interest in increasing its profits over investors' interests and over compliance with the law and the regulatory framework that governs the securities markets and was created to protect investors and the U.S. capital markets. Coinbase should be, this is, here Here we go, Matt. <laughs> here we go. Coinbase should be, quote, permanently restrained and enjoined and no longer able to do business in the United States. Whew, so that's, big watts. Yeah, that's what they're asking for. So basically what this means is that Coinbase, at least in its current form and, you know, its current form being like the majority of services that it's offering, probably the stuff that you use and love, would no longer be able to do that type of business in the United States. Uh, so this is a big one. You know, I, I mean, I, I honestly, uh, I don't know about you, Matt, but I didn't expect them to come after Coinbase in this way. I, as I have speculated previously, you know, I thought, okay, they're, they're complaining about Coinbase and they have a Wells notice and everything like that, but Coinbase is like ready to play ball. So it felt to me like Coinbase would be the last one that the SEC would uh, come after because that they might be, you know, sort of like uh, the sort of like circle, like uh, an entity that they could establish a more formal relationship with to, you know, sort of uh, manage and control crypto assets and exchanges in the United States, uh, you know, roll out CBDCs, whatever you what have you. Um, this seems to indicate very differently that this is more so an attempt to just completely shut out crypto uh, in the U.S. And I think Coinbase is, is acutely aware of that. They, Coinbase has responded in multiple ways. Well, uh, I, yeah. I, it's, so I, I think before we get into kind of like the, the response on this, I, I agree. What I think is a really important point on on all of this is... All we have heard from Coinbase is that they they are happy to hear about and see more regulation. They're happy mm -hmm. to play ball with rules. There is a complete lack of rules. In fact, the, the core basis of the SEC's filing is asking them to do things and telling them they should have done things that they literally couldn't do if they tried. Um, the, the, like, the, regulate, the regulation isn't there. The, the path forward from a... SEC perspective hasn't ever been there. I, I listened to um, uh, the chief legal officer uh, from Coinbase on the Bankless podcast uh, a couple of days ago, the day that they they got the uh, the, the SEC the filing through to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the complaint. Sorry, um, and yeah, that was kind of the the narrative from from them on the call. They were like. <laughs> we've been trying to make contact with the SEC and Gary Gensler and actually like have productive conversations here that they do not seem in any way interested in doing that. And uh, yeah, it's disappointing. Um, really but I guess Coinbase have just kind of rolled over and uh, and said, okay, fine, we give in. Is, is that right, Austin? 
<laughs> not quite. And uh, I'm glad that they haven't because it, it really does feel very uh, egregious and, and unfair to me after years, literally we, we, years we have been covering Coinbase saying we need more regulation. We need clear regulatory frameworks. Uh, regulation through enforcement does not work. Just tell us what we need to do and we will do it. In fact, we will even work with you to create the regulatory framework. And as we have mentioned multiple times on this, this podcast, the only entity that ever got close to actually doing that was FTX, the most corrupt entity in this industry. Uh, and meanwhile, Coinbase, has, the one that has been trying to comply and trying to be a good actor, has been shut out by the SEC this entire time and now is facing enforcement action against them for regulations that, that, that they couldn't have complied with in the first place. Uh, so Coinbase has gone on to, to respond to this and said, quote, the SEC's reliance on an enforcement-only approach in the absence of clear rules for the digital asset industry is hurting America's economic competitiveness and companies like Coinbase that have a demonstrated commitment to compliance. They continued to say, the solution is legislation that allows fair rules for the road to be developed transparently and applied equally, not litigation. In the meantime, we'll continue to operate our business as usual. So even in responding to the complaint that has been leveled against them, they're saying, we, st we still want legislation. We want fair rules. It's just litigation isn't the right way to do it. And also, I think it's worth mentioning, Matt, that you know all of these, these sort of uh, complaints that are um, being brought against uh, Coinbase, the, the, the SEC did have to approve Coinbase's operating model and, and business model uh, via their IPO <laughs> years ago. Right. Um, yeah. So this is kind know, of the this is the this is the crazy thing. It's you know it's not like this is a black box. This isn't FTX. The SEC has the information they need. I mean, we have public records. We have public filings continuously. There's so much more oversight that they're um, they're subject to. This is why it's so kind of strange, I think. Um, and I think it's kind of interesting. And this is one of the big differences between Binance versus Coinbase because it is so much more of a black box with Binance. What I what I really admire about what Coinbase has done, and you can see the, the polarization in the approach being taken by Coinbase versus Binance, Coinbase is fed, you know, okay, you want to say all these uh, assets are securities. Well, actually, I, I heard uh, Paul Grohl, the chief, uh, I think he's legal or compliance officer. He was kind of saying, you know, if the if the SEC deems all of these assets in their, their complaint as securities, that's fine. We want to be able to, um, to, to actually like offer securities. We want to be registered. As like mm -hmm. a, as a proper broker, it's like you know this. I thought that was interesting, and they also have said they're not shutting down their staking. Binance, on the other side, have basically on, in Binance US, they have delisted all of the major trading pairs against all of the uh, assets that were named by the SEC as uh, sec securities. They've also completely paused their OTC desk in the the US as well. So, you know. CZ may kind of put on a brave face on Twitter, tweet out four and say this is all FUD, but they, they I mean, he has also been personally, CZ has, um, kind of served to, to, to come to court uh, on this, which he, he has said, yeah, it's fine. I don't even need to turn up in person, uh, so I'll just do it remote or whatever. So, you know, this I think it's just a different 
a completely different approach here. It, it really is. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, how, how those play out in both of these cases. Coinbase put together a, a really nice quick, like, 40-second video uh, response to this that just kind of goes through some of the numbers. Um, and I, I'd like to just share share them here because I think it's there's some compelling data in here. So it says, number of times we mentioned staking in our public S1 report, 57. Times we've met with the SEC in 2022 asking for guidance, 30. Percentage of assets we reject because they don't pass legal standards, 90%. The year the test was written that the SEC uses to determine if tokens are securities, 1946. What what they're talking about here is the Howey test. We've covered this in previous episodes. Um, Yeah, it's old. It's outdated. It doesn't make sense. Tech yeah. jobs at risk of being driven offshore. One million. I don't really know where they got that number, but I... I, I, <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. Either Coinbase I, has hired a lot of people or... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that what this... The point that they're but making yeah. here, which is a valid point, is that, you know, hey, if you're going to create this uh, regula- regulation through enforcement approach in the U.S. and basically just force all of crypto and crypto innovation outside of the U.S., then it's all going to go offshore. It's not just going to stop, you know? It's just that the innovation is going to happen elsewhere. And thus, the the jobs, the talent, and the economic benefit is going to go elsewhere as well. Um, so I think that that's kind of the point that they're trying to make there. But they continue in the video to say, countries currently establishing comprehensive rules for crypto, 33. So what they're saying here is like, hey, all these other countries are doing this. And then they continue, and this is my favorite, comprehensive rules that the SEC has established for crypto in America, zero. And then the video ends and it says, quote, update the system. Um, so the I, thought, I, thought it was, I thought it was great. I thought yeah. it was great that they, they released it basically on the day as well. Uh, <laughs> they like of, had of, it, of, either had, they it, had ready it ready to go or they were like, you know, they scrambled to put that together. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's it's really great. I um, Kind of as a side tangent here, I don't suppose you saw uh, Gary Gensler um, in his interview with Jim Cramer. Uh, like uh, he's been going on like a media Two tour. Two of my favorite right? people though. My goodness. Oh yeah. The, the crypto favorites, right? And um. <laughs> The, uh, he, he kind of, he was very direct in this like media tour he's been doing. And he basically said, and I'm, I'm not, I've not got the verbatim quote, but it, this is pretty close to it. Basically said, we have zero need for digital currencies or digital uh, assets. The, we already have a digital dollar, yen, etc. He kind of like is, is saying that these, these assets are already operating digitally um so i i I, exactly well i don't know whether he's kind of talking about and i think a lot of people have been saying oh he's referring to like cbdc's but i don't think he is i my my take here is that he's kind of just talking about like internet banking and like you being able to do stuff digitally which i think is absolute nonsense like in in that respect but he is what he's made clear in this media tour is he is just firmly anti-crypto there is no way about it. And he's not even trying to hide it. And I think that is kind of like one of the big pieces in in all of this that is, um, you know, really damning. I think one of the things that I found interesting uh, was 
I was kind of bracing after this, especially after the Binance one more so than Coinbase. Coinbase, you know, we had the Wells notice. We knew something was coming. Yeah, it was a bit more aggressive than we thought. But I think if that happened and we didn't get the Binance one, I don't think we'd be as kind of shocked. I think the stuff around CZ and this sounding like FTX at an even bigger scale is what everyone's really worried about. And we saw some kind of jitters happening on Binance, in particular Binance US, where actually like... Uh, I saw yesterday Bitcoin was trading at a 6% premium on Binance US because all of the fiat liquidity on the trading pairs in Binance US was drying up because everyone was getting freaked out and scared and fleeing and Mm -hmm. not wanting to trust in the fact that their payment rails uh, are going to actually work. So that happened. But we have not seen the market even remotely tank. If anything, the news initially came out and we had a slight pullback. And since then... The market has, I don't want to use the word rallied, but has kind of gained on this. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether this is the like, better the devil you know, like we've got the information, it's less unknown. I will say that these lawsuits are going to take years to come to fruition. How long yeah. have we been talking about uh, Ripple, right? And I think actually mm-hmm. that should come to fruition this month, if I'm if I'm correct, finally. Um, but, you know, uh, that that's kind of a, a, a big kind of, piece in all of this i'll also say just on the ripple piece of note that binance lists uh, xrp but they did not mention xrp as a security in uh, in the filing in amongst all of those that were mentioned even though the sec has an ongoing multi-year long battle with xrp claiming it mm, is interesting a security, observation which I, yeah I, which i did think was very interesting in, in this. Uh, so whether that is sign of where they think the case is going, I, who knows. But mm. when we think about what this means for crypto, you know, I've been back and forth on this a lot. This sucks for the US. Um, but I'm kind of getting to a space where I'm a bit like, you know what? At least we kind of know what the, what the deal is here. We know what mm-hmm. they're going after. We have the information now. And I think over the coming months years as this like drags out we're going to kind of see how this all plays out with coinbase binance on the other hand i think is where we're wondering okay does this turn into an ftx situation what what do we not know about this i think that is the piece that everyone's worried about exactly i mean the the complaint against uh, binance really appears to be much more serious uh, than the complaint against Coinbase, especially those points around commingling customer funds. I mean, you don't see anything like that in the Coinbase complaint. And also there are no fraud allegations in the Coinbase complaint. And as we mentioned earlier, you know, the CEO is mentioned in the Binance complaint, but not really in the Coinbase complaint. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I'm hoping that, you know, a month from now or two months from now or whatever it may be, we're not having another FTX conversation as we've said many times, it would be very bad for the space. So, it would, it would be really, really bad. I think this is bad enough hearing the allegations yeah. that are put forward. And as much as I'd like to imagine that there's completely no truth to them, it's it's hard to believe that there's no yeah. no foundation to what's going on here, especially as you start going through some of the the, the details and some of this stuff. So, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, what's positive is the market hasn't kind of responded badly to to this. Um, Coinbase are fighting the good fight, and I think they're going to be joined by many others, I'm sure. Um, and we're, we're getting 
one small step closer to having some sense of a set of rules that we can operate within uh, to, to kind of ultimately better protect people in the space and avoid future FTX type situations, which which is what everyone wants. Um, I'm sure there's <laughs> going to be a ton the of... most positive, striving for the silver lining, optimistic, <laughs> <laughs> generous <laughs> take that you could ever have, Matt. So thank you for ending <laughs> us on a positive note. You've pulled it off. The impossible. <laughs> Maybe the bar was so low after the past uh, year that we that we had in 2022. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm stretching for silver linings here. But let's wrap this up. There's going to be a lot of developments. We're, I'm sure there's going to be uh, a, a lot happening over the, the coming weeks, which of course we'll be covering as always. Austin, it's been a pleasure. And as always, I'll see you next week. Talk to you then, Matt. The contents of the Decrypting Crypto podcast should not be used and are not intended as investment advice. Please do your own due diligence before making any investment, cryptocurrency or otherwise.